Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the Last Cycle Heart Podcast. DJ Spin It. What is up for my English listeners and K Pasta for my Spanish listeners? Arriba! Mmm, I started out and I had to have that in there, a little Spanish, little spice in there, because I want to make a Spanish podcast. I can't now, because I don't know all the Spanish, but I learned that. I learned what's up, que pasa in Spanish class. Very interesting. Now, before I get into things, how's your Friday? How's your Monday morning? How's whenever you're listening to this podcast? I hope it's going great. Hope it's going good. Mine, excelente. Mm, another great word in Spanish. But for my Spanish taste, why why has Dawson Aguilar wanted to create a Spanish podcast? Why does he want to go to the Spanish public? Why does he want to learn Spanish in the first place? Well, it's simple. Very simple. I was in Austin for a little while. If you did not know that I was in Austin, go back to like podcast. I don't know. Just go back to the very beginning because that's when I started this podcast was when I was in Austin. Go back to there and you'll figure out my long, strenuous journey of where I'm at now, Arkansas back in Arkansas. But while I was in Austin, uh, if you didn't know for my new listeners, old listeners, if you have forgotten, new viewers, old viewers, whichever one, who cares? But what I'm trying to say is here is, is that when I lived in Austin, I worked on a golf course and I was the only white guy of a 12 Hispanic crew. That's, that's pretty tough, especially when maybe three of the Hispanics knew maybe, you know, some little broken English or whatever, and knew okay English, enough to where we can kind of communicate with each other to get something done. All the rest of them just flat out just didn't, I had to speak through a translator to them, a, a whole translator, and it was just awful, awful. So the eight months that I was there in Austin working on that golf course, I developed uh, little bitty things here and there, learning some words here, learning some, picking up on some stuff. I didn't know how to put things together, but, you know, I would just look, point at something and just, you know, say it in Spanish, and they'll be like, oh, okay, and they can pick up the rest, you know. the Basically, you know, they got the gist of what I was trying to say, even though it would not make sense at all. It's like me in English, if, I, if me looking at something and going, shoes, and then you're supposed to go, oh, shoes. Oh, that means that he wants, that he needs shoes to put them on so he can go to work or he want, like you just have to pick up stuff. That's basically as far as Spanish that I went to. But I got to learn their culture and I got to learn them as a person, which is really great learning and being a part of their culture because they uh, are, they put spices on everything. Every single thing. Of course, everybody knows the generic for the Hispanics. It's just known that they make all their food spicy and no joke when you're in Arkansas and you were born and raised in Arkansas you don't really know what spice is that's just fact no one knows what spice is until you go to someplace like Austin Texas that has a lot of Hispanics or a lot of people that put spice in it things like even Louisiana the Cajuns they put enormous spice on there but Austin spice is different it's straight up just all Hispanic spices okay and when I was there, my taste buds weren't really into the spice, okay? They weren't really into the, uh, what, what I am now. Because when I first arrived there, I know, I, I literally put a little bit of stuff, a little bit of hot sauce on stuff, Louisiana hot sauce on some stuff, you know, kind of just know, you know, I was into it, but I really wasn't into it. Like one week in Austin, I was dipping jalapenos, no joke. I literally would go to work. They would share lunches with each other because their wives would make glorious, immaculate lunches. I'm talking immaculate, just everything. And they would share it with me. We, I would, I didn't have anything, you know. If they wanted to share some, you know, crackers or whatever, but they would share some stuff with me, and I really appreciated. It. I was like, wow, these people are really, you know, cool. They're nice. I mean, I would never expect because all the other jobs that I've ever had. Uh, that it's involved lunchtime. Like I even worked on a golf course here in Arkansas and it was just all white people. Um, nothing to say anything, but just to put it in perspective, like when we had lunches, it was our own separate lunches. When I was in, when I had lunch with these Hispanics, they shared. They were just all about the sharing and everything was, everybody was family to them. 
it was great. It was, honestly it was a new experience I'd never had before, and honestly, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But they always loved and laughed and joined to have the little white boy to have some jalapenos or have a habanero pepper or, you know, just the hottest things they can give me. They just wanted to see me cry. And even though that we did not know the same language, that brought them joy. <laughs> that brought them, a, they were just dying, laughing, just loving the whatever. And I also realized, too, that they love perverted jokes. They're very perverted. They all, they like to slap each other on the butt. They like to, <laughs> they like to be all like little, hey, he's, he's my, uh, <laughs> he's my husband. He's my husband, husband. And he would point, they would point at me and they'd be like, hey, watch out, husband or whatever. Like they would just like mess around with me, mess around with each other and just a very, you know, perverted way. And it was very funny, but that's really what got me started of really wanting to know Spanish. Um, I've, I don't know. I've always wanted to learn some kind of foreign language, but I mean, when it came to Austin and, and being around them and also just all around Austin, there's just a whole lot of them. I just was like, you know, I want to live here. Like I want to move back. I do. I do want to move back to Austin. As soon as I graduate, I want to pack my stuff back up and move down there but with a lot more cash in my pockets <laughs> not how I went down there the first time okay stacking up debt that's not worth it no I'm gonna go down there next time better prepared way way better prepared way more uh way more you know yeah just prepared in general but I want to live there and I think living there I need to learn some Spanish or I need to learn Spanish because I bump into Hispanics all the time that just don't know English. And I am I am not one of those people that's like, man, you're in, you're in a good old America. You need to learn the language, learn our language. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's not what America's about. It's built off diversity, isn't it? Okay? I know Arkansas, you're raised like that. You're raised, hey, you're in America. You, you better learn the language. You better learn some English. But have you ever thought about learning some Spanish? I mean, also, it's kind of a nice gesture. You kind of, you know, get on their level, build up some empathy in a way because you they see that you're trying, you know, and then you get to learn. I mean, you get to actually learn about them. And they were so excited, too, so excited. When I first was there, they all wanted to show me that they got their citizenship. That was the first thing that they wanted to show me. They were just like, hey, hey, uh, uh. Gringo, gringo. They would call me gringo. And so they'd be like, hey, hey, come here, come here. And they would show me a picture of, like, this one guy. Oh, I would never. It was so cute. It was so cute. I, I Like, it was literally he showed me a picture. And on the picture, uh, it was him and his wife. Like, uh, he was holding his wife. And they were all dressed up really nice. And they were holding a plaque of their citizenship uh, in the United States. And I was just like, <laughs> we need more of that. That's what we need here. I support. And they were so proud to show me it. And I was like, you know what? I want to really get to know these people. So I want, so now I'm taking Spanish classes and I eventually want to open up a Spanish podcast. And that's all, all that's basically all my whole Hispanic story, if you didn't really know. And that's what motivated me to where I'm at now, wanting to learn some Spanish. Fabuloso. Mmm. And it's got like, you got that nice little twang to it. The nice little, you know, very, very, uh, like, I don't know, elegant. Like, I mean, I, there's some things in the English language, it's whatever, but when you say fabuloso, I mean, I think that's more of a pat on the back if, if, if I can go, hey, those shoes look, you know, fabulous or whatever. But if you say fabuloso, it has that little spice, that little spice, that little Hispanic spice there. But uh, when I moved here back to uh, Arkansas, my friends didn't understand uh, how much of a tolerance I built up to heat because we're now back on the so hot sauce subject, so keep up. <laughs> Listeners, we're on hot sauce now. Viewers, we're on hot sauce. I just want to let y'all know. We're just back on the hot sauce thing. But I built up a lot of heat tolerance, spice tolerance. If you love spices out there, awesome. Congratulations. You're in the same boat as me. Okay? Remember, one week in Austin, I was dipping jalapenos. No joke. Am I still dipping jalapenos? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's a secret. Shh. Don't tell anybody, but I'm, I'm maybe. Maybe. Anyways, I... I can't even have macaroni plain anymore. I make macaroni and cheese. I have to dump loads of sauce in there. Hot sauce. Any kind of hot sauce. I just got to have some spice. I'm on my tongue burning. Okay. I have a favorite wing at Buffalo Wild Wings. Or 
Wingstop, whatever. I mean, those are the only two places around here that even serve wings. Okay. I don't, I don't really love them, but if I want some wings, that's where I go. Traditional, no boneless. We'll get into that argument later. I've already discussed it in the previous podcast, but if you want to have a conversation, we can talk about it later. Anyways, my favorite wing. Okay, this will tell a lot about my spice tolerance. It rhymes with bango blabantero. If you guess mango habanero, you're correct. Yes, that's what my favorite wing is. Mango habanero. Habanero is in it. Okay, a lot of people can't tolerate that. I can. I don't know why. I used to not be able to tolerate it as much when I lived in Arkansas, but I would always try it just out of curiosity or just have it, you know, just a little bit of it. Now, that's the main wing that I get because that's the spice that I love. And I just can't have anything plain really anymore. I got to pour. I mean, my friends tease me all the time because I just how much hot sauce I put into my stuff. And they, I just try to tell them, I'm like, hey, it's it's. You go to Austin for a week and tell me that you're not going to start dumping loads of hot sauce on there. And I just have down here just a few of my hot sauce favorites, even if it may be, you know, in the the Hispanic side of things or in like more of the Louisiana side of things. Either way, we're going to just top it off with a few of my favorites. Coming in at number one, Louisiana hot sauce. When I say that Louisiana hot sauce goes on everything that I eat. I mean everything. Eggs. Chicken. Okay? Uh, uh, macaroni and cheese. Cereal. I'm just kidding about the cereal. I don't do it that far. Okay? I don't take it to that extent. But yes, I put it on everything. A normal bottle like this, this huge bottle in Arkansas, typically Arkansans will, would make this last about a year and a half. Me, on the other hand now, Coming back and my spice tolerance has escalated. I could probably make this bottle last about three months. This is my second bottle already since I've gotten here. Okay, three months and and I am I I've already done one bottle. I'm already halfway through this bottle and uh, that's telling me I'm gonna have to buy one soon. Probably in about a month, <laughs> month or actually I I may have two months in this bad boy. But the point is is that I enjoy Louisiana hot sauce on almost anything. Then we got, then we got over here, uh, we got my uh, Verde and uh, Habanera. Yeah, they're taco, taco, you know, when you go get some street tacos, have like a little taco truck or whatever, and they put that sauce on the side or whatever, exactly what these sauces are. I found the Hispanic aisle Walmart. That's another thing too. The Walmart aisles in Austin, they have a legit Hispanic aisle. The Hispanic aisles here are not the same at all. It's like they're it's like they don't expect Hispanics to live in Arkansas whatsoever. They just like have a piss poor <laughs> Hispanic aisle. That's one thing. Okay, Mr. Walton, I think that's what your name is. Okay. Arkansas is your home state of where Walmart started. Put a better Hispanic aisle. It's just like the the Hispanic aisle that you have is just a spit in the face to every <laughs> one of them that live here now the the asian isle that's fine you can keep it small i don't really see a lot of them or i may have but i don't care about them all right that's more important that you put a better hispanic isle for people like that love a lot of spices like me but also just for the hispanics we'll put that in there too they also had a lot of great hispanic candies at walmart uh at, in austin but anyways these these two now the people that are just listening um there you go. It sounds like sauce bottles hitting together. And that's exactly what it is. It's two sauce bottles hitting together. And those are probably my other two favorites that I like to put on. Typically tacos, chicken, you know, really anything. I don't really put on macaroni. Uh, that's Louisiana hot sauce kind of a thing. But uh, next up is Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Sauce. I put these babies on my homemade wings. Yeah, I typically make homemade wings. I... Uh, would go to Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop or whatever when they do like, you know, buy one, get one wings or whatever. Typically though, I buy wings at Walmart and I get this sauce and I drown that chicken in this stuff. I'm talking drown it. So, I mean, half a bottle is already gone after the six wings that I make. And those, that's basically sums up the hot sauces that I bring to the, bring to the table. Comment below if you have any sauces that you have. 
comment. Uh, if you're on uh, YouTube watching this, comment down below uh, your favorite sauces that you like to put on uh, your chicken or whatever, hot sauces, and uh, that's very spicy or not spicy or whatever. And you know what? I may try it. No, I also love Tabasco, and uh, I don't have it with me, Tabasco or uh, any of those other ones, but um, I ran out of them. But those are the ones that I have right now. So just comment below your so favorite sauces, you know what? And I'm try it if I've never tried it before. <laughs> basically with the hot sauces now what else do we have on for today okay now we've got past this freaking long intro long intro yeah it was a pretty thick one just because of the simple fact that i just wanted to you know graze off i was excited about my spanish going that's why i wanted this little long intro long intro just to explain a little bit of my background a little bit more if you had didn't listen to my previous podcast and also just to Talk about my spice tolerance because obviously it's been getting picked at a lot. <laughs> picked at a lot here recently because they saw me dipping, like putting hot sauce on everything, spaghetti, and they just, everybody wanted just to make fun of me about it. And I just wanted to disclose it in the intro of this podcast. But let's move on. What do we have next? Oh. <laughs> oh, y'all better get ready. <laughs> I've even pulled out the biggest thing that is that describes what this podcast is all going to be about. And it's all under this nice jacket from Macy's, if you cared. Under this jacket is the uh, outfit for episode 31. And the outfit for episode 31 is... Mm, ooh, NFL jerseys, baby. NFL, NFL jerseys to dedicate for the Super Bowl that just happened. Ooh. Toss that to the side. We do not need that anymore. Ooh, the big 2-4 for Seattle. Who's the big 2-4? He's not on the team anymore, but probably the only reason that I ever started watching the NFL in the first place, Mr. Marshawn Flippin' Lynch. Baby, I love that dude. He's the only dude that literally I watched that's the only reason why I even enjoyed Seattle or the NFL was because of this guy. Was this guy. I'm not a big NFL fan. And uh, just to prove my point, I'm not a big NFL fan. I'm also dedicating, uh, since we're doing a sports section in a way. Ugh, put my hair behind my ears. My glorious locks. Boom. We got a good old cap here for the Texas Longhorns. Exactly. Matthew McConaughey, I'm coming for you as biggest Longhorn fan. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I'm coming for you, Matthew. By the way, really weird Super Bowl commercial that you had, by the way. 3D, that 3D thing or whatever. That I don't know. It's very weird, very awkward. I didn't, you know, I felt very uh, queasy watching that for some reason. I don't know. I just didn't, you know. The Super Bowl commercials weren't even that great this year. They weren't. But before we get into that, let's talk more about college football and the NFL, the reasons why I don't uh, really watch the NFL as much. I don't really keep up with it a lot. A lot of people do. I don't particularly. I basically just watch from the playoffs forward and just see where everything goes. Um, but uh, Big 12 college all day, baby. Longhorns going for them. Okay, I would keep up with the NFL more if there was more Longhorns players that were in the NFL that actually you know started or whatnot. But I mean, I guess I consider myself more now a Browns fan than I would anything just because of Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield was probably uh, was on the team that was our arch nemesis, our rivals, the Oklahoma Sooners. Okay, that has nothing to do with Texas, but it's in the Big 12. I'm a Big 12 fan. Doesn't matter if the Big 12, anybody from there goes on to the NCAA championship, whatever, I'm watching it. And I'm rooting for anybody Big 12. That's just how it's going to be. And uh, <laughs> that's just where well, just my line crosses. I will not go anywhere past Big 12. Big 12 all day. And all you SEC, I can't even say it because I don't. It's just blasphemous. Just out of my mouth. SEC fans out here going, oh. Just because you're in the SEC does not mean you're a great team. Okay? I have Arkansas fans because I live in Arkansas. I have to deal with them all the time. Because we were about to play. Arkansas and Texas were about to play in a bowl game this year. It was about to happen. I don't know what happened, but it, they said there was a chance that it was going to happen. 
And what ended up happening was, is it didn't happen. Man, there was a lot of happening happenings in that thing, in that whole sentence. But, I mean, I got into arguments with friends. I got into arguments with other people. Not arguments, but just like little disputes. Like, really? Like, Arkansas fans were all like, yeah, if, if uh, we played Texas, we're definitely going to blow them out of the water. We're definitely going to get them this year. I mean, come on. We, we were definitely, we're de- if we played them in a bowl game, we would destroy them like we did last time. Bull. Arkansas is not that good. Y'all are in the bottom of the food chain in the SEC, and y'all would be eh, in the Big 12. Face it. Big facts. All day. <laughs> anyway, so let's scratch that. Super Bowl, baby. Super Bowl. Okay? Watching it. What was there, like 14 flags in that game? Holy cow. Who was throwing those? Are we going to look at the one chick that was on the field and blame them all on her? That's what everybody in the Instagram and Facebook comments were doing. They were like, oh, that chick can't throw a flag to save her. 14 flags. 11 of them were on Kansas City. And the others, of course, were on Tampa because they felt bad and they just wanted to throw some in. I have nothing against the flags that were thrown in that game, uh, except for there was one major uh, back and forth flags that I just really just did not agree with necessarily and kind of was like huh this is kind of suspicious one of them happened to be before half and it was fourth and five and Tampa Bay punted and right when they punted they called offsides on Kansas City automatic first down for Tampa next thing you know Tom Brady passes it to good old Grunk and it was a good old (laughs) Tampa Tampa touchdown you know whatever right before half I didn't really think that one was a really great call but whatever, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, in the NFL, I'm not a ref in the NFL, I have nothing to say, I'm not really the biggest fan in the NFL, but whatever, okay, all you disappointed Kansas City fans are just going to cry, that's one thing that I don't like is just fans in general, I know I'm a fan of certain things, but I try not to make crazy bad excuses or just crazy excuses in general when I lose or when my team loses a game if Texas loses I'll be like yeah that's probably because they mostly suck yeah there's probably a few bad calls but I mean there's always in that in every game there's a bad call in uh Kansas City's form yeah there was whole there were some bad calls but also at the same time y'all had no O-line zero (laughs) two injuries on the O-line Patty Mahomes couldn't get out of there Okay, but he did have some great freaking throws. That one little, like where he stretched out and he tossed it, like I don't know, he fully extended like a flipping ninja and just tossed it. I was like, what? How can you do that? Like that was a really good, that was a really good pass, great pass. And of course, you know the NFL posted on Instagram because the NFL loves stroking on Patty Mahomes, loves it. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, they talked about Tom Brady. Getting the seventh ring, but they also wanted to in like just input also the guy that they were just patting patting on the back the whole season. No matter if it was a losing game or a winning game, they were always gonna post some highlight about Patty Mahomes all day. All day. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, the game was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It just kind of reminded me of the Broncos. Seattle game a little bit. Seattle destroyed the Broncos kind of, but it wasn't that bad. It was getting there though, and that was my biggest worry. Uh, was I mean, it just wasn't really that great of a game to watch. If you want me to be hundred percent honest, the Super Bowl halftime, I was looking forward to it. The weekend, he showed up and he did not produce what I thought he was gonna do. What the? What was on those people's faces? I know I saw some memes or whatever calling them diapers or whatever. I mean, I don't know what it was. Who who is on their design team? Who is on their design team? Were they sponsored by Pampers? Because that ex- explains what was what was going on with their face. What <laughs> I don't know. And then the camera that that was the funniest thing ever. Because I was watching watching it because I was like, oh yeah, I want to see how he performs or whatever. Then that little thing where he was going through the light tunnel or whatever, and the camera thing, he was like juking it out, grabbing the camera or whatever, shaking it. That blew up on the internet. I mean, that was the only thing that came good out of that halftime commercial was it made so many funny memes just back to back to back. The internet undefeated once again, even on that. And you can't even throw a flag on that, (laughs) on those memes, because they were all on point. Just amazing. So the weekend's performance wasn't that great. 
But you know what made up for it? That streaker. Yeah. That streaker that ran across the field made made the game, honestly. It made the game worth watching and everything. I mean, I know they didn't, you know, film it because of publicity, so they had, you know, go on different people's faces and whatnot. But, you know, of course the internet was going to have that video up on there for all of us to watch and enjoy. And I'll be 100% honest. I wasn't disappointed. And uh, it was, of course, the streaker or whatever. But you have to look at the aftermath. You also have to look at, like, more in-depth of who, where the streaker came from, what happened with the streaker. I wanted to go in-depth and see what was all about the streaker. And lo and behold, I did find it. It was on the internet. <laughs> and he, he put a bet on himself. Like, that's what's crazy to me. This was such a genius idea. That's why I'm bringing this up, is because it was such a genius idea. Out of the whole Super Bowl, the streaker was my favorite, specifically because of the background story. Basically, he went to Vegas. He put a bet on himself and said, hey, I'm going to bet X amount of cash. I think it was 50000 Yeah, it was 50000 that there's going to be a streaker at the NFL, the Super Bowl. and Obviously, Vegas is like, okay, put 50K on it. And next thing you know, him and his friend, don't know how they bought NFL tickets, uh, how they have this much money, but they put a 50, 000, he put a $50,000 bet on himself, bought NFL tickets, okay? Him and his friend were in the stands. His friend went as a diversion, couldn't get onto the field, but then he ended up making it, up on, making it out on the field, and that's when it was on. The, the, the... Bet was secure. He got the 50K. He also got tackled. He got tackled right before he could make the touchdown, <laughs> which was very depressing because I was like really rooting for him to go out there. All the security guards piled up on him. It looked like it hurt. But then in the end, it was worth it because it cost him like $1,000 to get out of jail. Then after that, between the expenses of him putting 50000 down and the Super Bowl ticket, he still went out. And I calculated this. He went out with $300,000. He made $300,000 from doing all that. He had a great time, streaked, and made $300,000 from betting on himself, saying that there's going to be a streaker at the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that is the greatest idea ever. And you can... Be all boohoo all you want to about, oh, a streaker. Oh, there's a streaker loose. Oh, I can't believe there's a streaker. I, I hate streakers. They ruin the game. Yada, yada. You're no fun. Especially when the guy just made himself $300,000 richer by doing it. I mean, that's a great idea. I mean, I would do it if I had $50,000 to bet. Um, <laughs> and even to buy a Super Bowl ticket, I would have to sneak in the Super Bowl somehow. There'd be no way. And to get that close, I mean, I don't even know how close he was. But, I mean, I know for a fact he wasn't up on the top and having to climb all the way down. I've been in the top stance before. It was at a baseball game. And my grandpa got the top, top, top stance. And we were, like, looking over. And I felt like the whole, the whole game, I felt like I was legit falling. And I just, I didn't want to move. I was literally clenched in my seat the whole time because I was like, dude, a gust of wind's going to come by. I'm going to fall off. I'm literally going to fall off. There's no way. And I was just so... Just doing this teeter-tottering back and forth because it's, I, it was so scary. So I know for a fact he wasn't up there. But $300,000. Bet on yourself that you were going to streak in the Super I mean, that is, that is textbook genius. I mean, and no one else thought of that idea? Not, not one. Not one person. And plus also, he made everybody's day. I mean, everybody enjoys a streaker. I mean, even though the people want to shy from it and say, oh, oh we're going to put this down. We don't like this type of stuff uh, at the NFL. We don't support it. I feel like there should be a streaker every game. Just one, I mean, actually, you know what? I don't want that to happen because then it kind of spoils the fun. We want something random to happen. That's why. I, w I want something random to happen and, that, and then, therefore, to have a streaker. <laughs> so keep the randomness going. I want I want more streakers though. I just just do it. <laughs> just great. 
it would counter, and maybe you become three hundred thousand dollars richer. Who, who knows? But I'm who was I cheering for? <laughs> I, I didn't even say who I was cheering for. I was cheering for Brady. Okay, I wanted him to get seven rings. My dream would be him to have all his fingers covered in rings and all his toes. Actually, not all his toes, but I want all his fingers covered, and I want like the big toe. I want him to have a big toe ring. You know, that's my boy. <laughs> And I'm not really even a Brady fan. I just want to keep on seeing how far he can progress. He's like the oldest dude in the NFL now. And it's just crazy that he has made it this long and he still has enough health to be able to do what he's doing. But Brady, awesome. I mean, this was the one Super Bowl where I really think no one really cared who won. They just wanted everybody to have fun. <laughs> but the Super Bowl commercials, they were kind of bum, weren't that great. I'm trying to think of the funniest one that I saw. I didn't see... They're not even worth talking about because there was really none that really caught my eye. It was just a bunch of, eh, whatever. Boom. Best, best Super Bowl commercial year, though, was not last year. It was probably the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. And it consisted of, I think, the M&M's commercial where it was like the sexy and I know it. And he rips off, the shell, rips off his shell and it shows the chocolate underneath kind of thing. And he was dancing. That. Is a commercial that is forever embedded in my head, all for the rest of my life. It was it's forever embedded, just out of the simple fact that it was such a good commercial and such a creative idea. Um, it was so worth the six million dollars that it takes to put a commercial, thirty second commercial, to uh, be put up onto the NFL <laughs> or the or yeah on Super Bowl Super Bowl ads. Thirty second ad, it's like six million dollars, I think, guesstimated, whatever. I read on the internet somewhere six million. Full six million. It was worth the six. <laughs> Moving along, we're going to the fun facts portion of my podcast. What's the fun facts portion? I'll tell you. I'll let you know. Basically, it's where I take a little fact that I find off the internet and I tell you all a little fun fact. And the fun fact that happens to be today is a human can swim through a blue whale's veins. Imagine that. I'll repeat it again. A human can swim through a blue whale's veins. That's amazing. Like, I have this pulled up on my phone right now. A blue whale is the largest living creature. It's even larger than most dinosaurs. The biggest blue whales can be over 100 feet in length and weigh more than 100 tons. Their hearts alone can weigh 1,300 pounds and are the size of a small car. Unsurprisingly, blue whales have enormous arteries which plump plump no, they pump blood through their massive hearts into their vital organs. These arteries are are so big <laughs> a fully a fully grown human can swim through them. Um That's awesome. I wonder if they can make that a thing, like if they have like at a museum or whatever. Like, they can, like, you know, make, like, a paper mache or, like, a plastic tube of, like, represent of how big a blue whale's veins are to the heart or whatever. That would be amazing if they could just show that and then, like, kids can climb in them and, or a fully grown human could, a fully grown human could go through a blue whale's veins. I never thought about that. But, that's insane. We need a... We need, we need to really dive into this idea. That's really taking the magic school bus, if you remember what the magic school bus was. You remember the little books and the little videos that we had to watch in elementary school? Maybe you didn't have to, but I did, and some other people that are listening to this had to watch the magic school bus. That is taking the magic school bus to real life, because you don't even have to shrink yourself down to find the problem of a blue whale. I literally could, I, I, a smart car is about the size of me, a full-grown human. So I, I can say that we can make the smart car the magic school bus and you put me in it and the whale is having some problems and you don't know how to get to it. Instead of taking a microscope in there, ya boy. Yeah, let me hop in there. Let me go in through his nostrils with the smart car. I'm driving around. I'm going in through his nasal cavity. I hop on into the bloodstream because I get soaked up into the skin. I don't even have to be shrunk because blue whales apparently I could swim in their arteries. So then I go into their arteries and I find out the problem. Boom, easy solution. So that's the real life magic school bus for you. And that's the fun fact segment. That is the fun fact 
that I have for you. Uh, do I have any more? No, because I'm not going to spoil it. I have so many fun facts, and I'm not spoiling where I get them from either. But if you do have an interesting fun fact that you would like to pitch by me or whatever, put it in the com. Actually, don't put it in the comment section. Send it to me through my email that it will be in the description if you have a fun fact uh, or if you just have anything in general. And then, boom, you may be on my podcast. Who knows? Who knows? You may, you may not. Whatever. <laughs> now we're moving to the news articles, news articles, news article segment. Now, this news article segment was originally for the simple fact of that, you know, I just, you know, sh- find a news article that's interesting that, you know, CNN or Fox or whatever other news channel has a, you know, post about. It's like a little off-topic news. It's just a little weird news, you know, news that people don't really, you know, care to promote or talk about, but it's interesting. And I like to promote it on the podcast and like to talk about it. But uh, I don't know. I kind of, you know, thought about it and I sent out a promotion, a little promotional like video that I made for my 30th episode of the podcast. You can check that out on my Instagram link in the description. Might as well follow, you know. Woo! Slid in that, uh, <laughs> slid in that promo there. <laughs> slid in that little thing. Anyways, I thought about it. And I made this promotion and, and, uh, I basically made like little three little, you know, things of like talking about like some fake stuff. Basically, it was basic clickbait for my podcast. And I said some stuff like, uh, Bill Cosby roofied his way out of prison. Joe Biden uh, up the age of uh, up the alcohol age to thirty four. That kind of stuff. Just basically flat out lies, and it got me inspired. Okay, because people enjoyed it. Uh, people enjoyed it. I got some messages, and turns out I got inspired from people messaging me, and the outcome I got. People love fake stories. People love believing in something so fake and so broad and just you know out of pocket. I mean. And even I even talked about it in my last podcast about how old people love talking about you know reposting stuff on Facebook and just sharing their uh, opinions about stuff and so it got me thinking I was like you know what I want to take that to my news article segment and now in my news article segment segment I have one fake story that I made up and I also have a real story that I found on the internet they're both weird okay it's weird news that I find. But also at the same time, it's also a weird story that I made up. And hopefully, you know, I didn't make it too deceptive and be like, okay, Dawson, that's clearly fake. That's the real one. Hopefully, I didn't do that because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to really get you to think. And hopefully, think it is real enough uh, for you to actually have a hard time doing it. And at the end of the news article segment, I tell you which one was real and I tell you which one is fake. So, first up on the news article segment. I'm, uh, let's see here, okay, New Zealand, wow, I bring up New Zealand, I just realized this, I brought up New Zealand in back-to-back podcast, <laughs> didn't even think about that, I thought I had a fun fact about someone trying to sell New Zealand on eBay last podcast, this podcast, I'm bringing up something else about New Zealand, I wonder what it could be. New Zealand sentences cactus smuggler caught with 947 plants strapped to her body. Wow, very interesting. Found it on the internet. Well, Dawson, I thought one of them was supposed to be fake, one was supposed to be real. I'm both reading them off my phone, so it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Boom, you're going to have to figure out which one uh, that is in my notes and the other one that is actually on the internet. But the New New Zealand smuggler. Uh, New Zealand authorities have sentenced a woman who tried uh, to smuggle nearly a thousand cacti and succulents into the country strapped to her body. The woman, Mrs. Lee, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. I'm not going to butcher it. Nope, I'm not going to get canceled because I can't pronounce her name correctly. Even though uh, announcers have been pronouncing my last name wrong this whole time. It's Eigelhart. Okay, if you're listening to my podcast right now and you're an announcer and you have to announce me or whatever, host on stage when I get uh, when I get announced on stage, it's Eigelhart. It's freaking Eigelhart. I, I can't believe I have to explain this. Whew. 
Sorry. My blood was boiling a little bit, but I'm going to calm it back down. We're going to get back right into this. Mrs. Lee, she is 38 years old and pleaded guilty to violating biosecurity laws. Didn't even know biosecurity laws were a thing. <laughs> Apparently laws against biology. So you better not be taking rain from the United States and trying to transport it over to London because you're going to get caught by the bio by biosecurity <laughs> yeah i guess you just call them biosecurity so do not don't take rain from the rainforest and take it over to the united states biosecurity don't transport leaves from the united states and scatter the leaves into new zealand biosecurity biosecurity <laughs> i wonder if that's actually a real thing like if they actually have biosecurity like people that enforce the law of biology Hold on. Wait a second. Is that an oak? We don't have oaks over here in this country. That's biosecurity. <laughs> Is that a sunflower? Biosecurity. I know that's a lot of biosecurities, but that's just funny to think about that you just can't transport stuff um, from one country to the other. Now, I know a thousand different plants, uh, especially, especially, uh, especially cacti, cactuses, whatever. Yeah, I know that's a little excessive, but like biosecurity laws, I I have to look more into that. And, you know, in future podcasts, I might, you know, tell y'all a little bit of biosecurity in a segment or whatever. But biosecurity laws, that is just insane. Can't bring that over here. Biosecurity. Plants? Nope. Biosecurity. I mean, I understand like animals and stuff. Uh, It's like... You don't want Tasmanian devils in the United States and they're all breeding with each other. Uh, or you don't want like black mambas over here in the United States breeding with each other because and then you'll bring like some new deadly whatever. But plants, really? Get a grip. Biosecurity laws. Mm, 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 mm. Don't you break them. <laughs> oh man, she was sentenced to... 12 months in jail and 100 hours of community service. Biosecurity. <laughs> On March 24th, 2019. Or no. Never mind. Wrong one. <laughs> uh, wow. It was valued. All the stuff strapped to her body valued at $10,000. $10,000. Biosecurity. I wonder if they like, you know, how you how police officers and SWAT teams or whatever, when they like make a big drug bust, they all get around each other and they take a nice selfie with each other. Like, oh, we just busted this car with a lot of kilos. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of kilos of marijuana or cocaine or whatever. And they just like selfie click. And then they post it on social media and get everybody hyped up. Did the biosecurity people have like a bunch of cactuses lined up behind them? And all of a sudden they just like took a selfie like, uh. And they're like, we just busted a lady with a thousand cactuses. Biosecurity, what's up? (laughs) This is so goofy to think about, biosecurity. I'm going to start using that now. Anytime just people just like, you know, bring a flower into my house. I'm like, hold up, hold up. That's against my biosecurity laws. I'm going to have, that's a breach. I'm going to have to ask you to toss that back outside because uh, this is a different area. We, this is against my biosecurity laws. Uh, we, can't, we can't have that in here. You break that again, I'm going to I'm gonna have to report you, and you're going to get sentenced to uh, a, a week in jail and uh, 20 hours of community service. Guilty. <laughs> biosecurity. <laughs> Man. That, could, that, sound, that sounds like it could be a fake story. Who knows? It sounds like it could possibly be fake. But we have another article. <laughs> In this article, uh, new studies show that midgets can spread COVID to normal people, but normal people can't spread COVID to midgets. Now, I know this headline. Clearly, y'all could be like, okay, that's clearly fake, but who knows? There's also other things that have came out about uh, new strains and new things and about how little kids uh, don't affect humans or whatever. So this completely be completely normal. And also, yeah, in this, in this, it says a laboratory at Stanford University took five midgets with COVID and five normal people without COVID and put them in a room together. 
then took five normal people with COVID and five midgets without COVID and put them in a room together, and they came out with this conclusion. Okay, Stanford Laboratory. Stanford. They did this at Stanford. I didn't even know that was even, you could even be able to do that. Uh, and then they came out with this conclusion, that normal people are 95% more likely to get COVID from an infected midget than a midget getting COVID from an infected normal person. What? Wow. Well then, I better watch out uh, because I, I have been around uh, a midget. Uh, or it could have been a small child, whichever one, but I saw it at Walmart. Two of the same to me. And uh, I better watch out because uh, 95% more likely to get COVID. 95. So normal people, you better watch out for the midget because apparently according to Stanford Laboratories, uh, you can get sick from them now. It, it could somehow, it works, but somehow normal people can't, you know, spread the virus to midgets. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. They're like Brita filters, I guess. They just filter it right out of their system. They're like, oh, mm, mm, we're good. Mm, we're tiny. They just shake it out. Get it out of here. That's very interesting. <laughs> Biosecurity. Maybe they got it. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, biosecurity laws. Yeah, that's. I uh, know that's hazardous, hazard hazard security laws, hazmat suit, everything souped up, hazard security. You know, midgets gotta stay in their house now. They gotta quarantine because it's hazard security. That's security, <laughs> biosecurity. <laughs> I just love making up new kinds of security. We're just gonna start doing that now because apparently that news article, one news article, you know, got me jazzed up. Anyways, I am going to tell y'all what the fake news article was and the real news article was. But before that, uh, I'm going to let y'all think about it. Do you think it was the uh, lady that had a thousand cacti strapped to her body and uh, she got busted with it, biosecurity? Or do you think it was the uh, Stanford Laboratory uh, that conducted an experiment where uh, midgets can spread the virus to normal people, but normal people can't spread the virus, COVID virus, to midgets. Which which one do you think is fake? And I'm gonna give y'all give y'all a second, okay? One second to think about it. And we're back. Yes, the of course the midget one was fake. Okay, I don't know if y'all could tell or not. If you did not, <laughs> if you were not able to tell that that one was fake, that's fine. That's cool. I mean, maybe you're easily gullible. Maybe you were already tweeting about it or posting on Facebook going, I cannot believe that this Stanford Laboratory study came out. We better be careful of midgets, normal people. We better be careful of midgets because <laughs> normal people, <laughs> us normal people, man, that's going to start a whole out war. <laughs> we're not going to just have race wars anymore. We're going to have like no <laughs> normal people midget, midget wars. I know. I really compared it like this. I just started a whole out war, didn't I? <laughs> and then we're going to have to start saying, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to start, you know, they're going to all protest because of my podcast and I'm going to get canceled. I can't say the word midget anymore. And I just, man, what did I just start by making that fake news article? It's fake. It's a joke. I don't want to start anything. Sheesh, y'all get offended so easily. I can't keep up my game over here. I'm over here trying to look on my computer. What's the new word? What's the new thing that I can't say anymore? Oh, wait. I don't care. I can say whatever I want, when I want, how I want. That's how I was born. How I really, really want. I can say it. Uh. If you don't like it, don't, don't listen to my podcast. It's just simple. But <laughs> No, I don't even have Twitter, so if you're going to cancel me, I'm not going to know about it. <laughs> I'm just going to get silently canceled. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, I'm going to be like, hey, what's up, everybody? And they'll be like, hey, Dawson, what's up? I'm like, did you, they'll be like, did you know you're getting canceled? I'm like, why? And they'll be like, hey, it's, it's that thing you were talking about in your podcast. I was like, oh, the fake news article? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> get, get mad, get offended by something that's completely imaginary. Anyways, so hopefully you got it right. The lady with a thousand cacti strapped to her body. Yep, that was a real news article. Couldn't believe it myself. Biosecurity. Get ready for it, folks. Biosecurity. They are on the run. They are on the prowl. They, they are just making sure no one is caught with some, you know, some freaking half a kilo of dandelions. You know, they don't want a half a kilo of dandelions getting into their territory at all. They don't want a half a kilo getting from one country to the other that's crossing. Nope. Did you know a half a kilo of dandelions 
uh, is like twenty five is like ten fifteen bucks in America, but once it transports over to Spain, it's automatically bumps up to uh, fifty. 50 for a half kilo, 50 bucks for a half kilo. Did you not know that? Yeah, biosecurity, learn it. Get up, get up to date with it. <laughs> but thank you for watching. I just want to thank everybody for making it this far. Uh, according to my YouTube analytics and also my uh, podcast analytics, uh, most of y'all do make it towards the end, but there are a few of you that just like watch five minutes of it and are like, eh, whatever, move on, which is completely fine. A lot of people don't have this much time to sit down and watch it. But bookmark it. Do whatever you have to do. Pause it. Go on to the next night. I promise you, making it this far is so much more worth it than what you think. And thank you for watching again. I'm going to keep on saying it because it means a lot, honestly, that y'all watch these things. I originally just started as an audio journal, and now it's just kind of became a thing where, like, I have a small, small classroom of people that constantly listen to it. Like, you know, like a good-sized classroom. Like, I have, like, 30 to 40 consistent listeners, and I am... I mean, not to pat myself on the back about it, but I'm actually pretty, pretty hyped about it. And it's awesome that y'all keep on uh, listening to me rant about random stuff and um, just be able to just talk and stuff. It so, makes, makes me staying up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning so much more worth it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, after this podcast, leave me a great review. Leave me, you know, preferably a five-star Write a little something something about what you liked about the podcast. Awesome. Great. If you're viewing this on YouTube right now, please like and subscribe. That means so much to me if you would do that. It motivates me to keep things going. I mean, I'm just going to keep doing it anyways. But I mean, it always is nice to see that my viewers and uh, that my viewers slash listeners, of course, are enjoying my content that I put out. But uh, I, I also have my social medias in the description. They're going to be in the description of YouTube and Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. That's going to be in the description as long as my email uh, and my links to my other YouTube channel where I post like little skits every so often whenever I have time to be able to do it. But as always, as we conclude, as always, thank you for listening to episode 31 of the last Heart podcast, and I will see y'all next Friday. Cycle Heart Podcast. Podcast. You are, are listening to uh, the last Cycle Heart Pull Heart. You are, are listening to the last Cycle Heart Podcast.